Father, I'm reminded. I believe it was David that said. I've been young. And I've been old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Neither the sea begging for bread. My God. God takes care of his own. He takes care of his own. We're thankful, Father. We're grateful for the testimony. We're thankful for your presence in this house this day, Lord. We're thankful, Father. And I'm thankful, Father, for every person that you have placed in this house this day. For they have come to experience you. And they have, Father. They've already encountered you. I'm thankful for that. It's been my prayer, Lord, that we will experience you. And not just for a Sunday, but every living hour and day of our lives that we will experience you. Now I yield and I ask Father that you would think through my mind and speak through my lips. I yield as a vessel of clay unto you. Meet for your use for this appointed hour. I thank you Lord for you said if we would be willing and obedient that we shall eat the fruit of the land. I'm willing Lord to be used by you. I yield my will unto your will. And I say your kingdom come. And your will be done. In and through me. I thank you Lord that we will all have ears to hear. What you're saying unto the church. And father we will be this more than just hears of the word. But we're going to do it father. We're going to walk it out. Now show yourself strong as you have already done this day. Show us your glory. Walk by us and dwell in the midst of us. And we're careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. For it belongs to you and you alone. That is in the name of Jesus, I pray. And everyone that agrees with this, say amen. amen. And amen. Hallelujah. So easy to love him. It's so easy to love him. It's so easy to love him. Because he's marvelous. Oh my God. It's so easy to love him. It's so easy to love him. It's so easy to love him. Because he's marvelous. So easy to love you. So easy to love you. So easy.
Because you're wonderful So easy to love you It's so easy to love you It's so easy to love you Because you're marvelous So easy It's so easy It's so easy Because he's marvelous I say it's so easy It's so easy It's so easy Because he's wonderful So easy to love you So easy to love you So easy to love Because he's wonderful Marvelous, mighty He's all of that Yes he is Woo, my, 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 my. He good. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. 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 You know why? I, Pastor Angela and I, we were, we were tag teaming this morning. She just seen I got up and bust a move, and she had to get up and bust a move. I went out there. But that's how a husband is supposed to, he's supposed to be leader. I got up this morning, and I, I went out, I said, I'm going out to the park. I'm going to spend some time with the Lord, Amen. me and the Lord. I went to Sherwin Woods Park and walked them hills and come past that water. I started talking to the, um, it was some penguins or something out there started flying. I'm like, rah, rah. I'm trying to make noise, amen. <laughs> I'm out there talking to God's creation, you hear what I'm saying? I'm out there walking, man, I'm at the birds, I'm telling you, man. I'm out there, I man. I'm the only thing out there. There was only one other person out there. About six steps when, when the light went from when it when the light come up, I said, Lord, I'm going out here in your nature. I'm telling you, that was a beautiful walk, man. Amen. Yes, sir. I boy, it was beautiful, man. And God, I'm telling you, he was just all out there. I hear the birds tweeted, tweeted, tweeted. I'm telling you, man, I was hearing everything out there. And I said, God, you out here in the midst of this. You created all of this. All of this. That's why he's so marvelous and he's so wonderful. Amen. I want to welcome back the Starks family. Amen. Hallelujah. They went on vacation. And I guarantee you when you're down there, you've seen that he was wonderful and marvelous down there. Amen. He's the God of the Bahamas. Amen. He's the God of Hawaii. Amen. He's the God of every place. Amen. And he's wonderful. And he's marvelous. You can just, sometimes you just got to leave to understand. Because we stay in our little realm, in our little circle. Sometimes we just got to get away. And you'll go see, boy, God is God. Amen. Everywhere. He's everywhere. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 33. We're starting a new series of messages uh, this morning. And this, mess, this series of messages is going to be called His Manifest Presence. His manifest presence. I'm talking about my God. We, we get ready to step all the way in there. You know what I'm saying? His manifest presence Amen. is where we're going to be going for the next uh, three to four weeks. However, the Lord would want us to stay there. 
And then the Lord has placed something also in my heart that after we finish his manifest presence, we're going to talk about honor. The Lord been speaking to me about how we, we honor, how we honor God, amen, how we uh, honor his house, how we honor one another, how husbands and wives honor one another, amen, how we honor the man and woman of God, how we honor, amen, because there's some blessing in honor. And so that's where we're going, amen, in, in, in uh, next month or so, uh, maybe the August time frame, we're going to uh, be there if the Lord should say the same. This is the things that he's been watering me with and showing and revealing unto me uh, as well. I want to thank uh, those that uh, last week uh, that ministered uh, over, uh, over at New, New, New Vision, amen, uh, Minister Knox, amen. And then also our dance ministry, amen. We thank, hallelujah, the God's perfect praises. They all ministered over there. I got a great report, amen, from, uh, uh, for what took place, amen. And I'm so glad, brother. God must have knew ahead of time that uh, minister not supposed to do that because I, I, w- I stayed up over here with these air conditioning situation to wee hours of the morning, amen. I couldn't have done that, brother, if, if I had to do it, amen, that weekend. But I thank God for the man of God and for what God is doing in his life and what God is doing with the perfect praises as well. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? Please look with me in Exodus chapter 33. Uh, We're going to read beginning at um, verse 11. Amen. Verse 11. And uh, I want you to follow along with me. I'm going to read through verse 17. And we'll go some other places today. I know that's what I gave and it's up here, but we're going to go some other places today um, that will uh, bring... um, that will lay a foundation and support what the Lord is speaking and saying unto us uh, uh, in this house. Again, we're going to be dealing with his manifest uh, presence. Hallelujah. Uh, If you will follow along, Exodus chapter 33, beginning at verse 11. And it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend, and he turned again unto the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou savest unto me, bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wouldst send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that uh, in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, for all the people that are on the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found what? Grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The subtitle of this morning's message is, You Have His Grace. Amen. You have his grace. That's what that brother called me. I had already prepared this message. I already went through this. And he called me. He says, Pastor, the Lord spoke to me and told me to tell you this, that you have his grace. 
You have his grace, amen. And I want you to understand that it's going to take his grace for us to experience his manifest presence, amen. His manifest presence. We want the manifest presence of God Almighty. Today I'm going to deal with three things. I want uh, to, to deal uh, uh, first and foremost with the history of his presence. I want us to see some history that God does come down, amen. Uh, I also want us to see that we must understand the hunger for his presence, that he's, he's, he's going to come if we hunger and desire uh, him to come. He's just not going to show up just to show up, but he wants, he wants to dwell in the midst of a people that hunger for him. Uh, the Bible says, they that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And then we're going to talk about, uh, as we close, we're going to talk about the honor of his presence. That how not only we honor his presence, but people honor us when we got his presence with us, man. I'm telling you. And, and so as a, as a church body, last week we were, uh, I'm not going to rehearse everything, but uh, last week we talked about how do we come into uh, our children, growing our children up to become our successors. If you weren't here last week, amen, or if you ever out, know that the messages are online. I'm getting better with my notes. I put the notes out there. I know I got to do some wordsmithing, amen. I got to go. I'm cleaning that up too, amen. Uh, y'all grant me grace and peace, amen. He didn't say my English had to be perfect, amen. Hallelujah. I thank God he perfect. You hear what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Amen. I thank God he'll use a vessel just like me. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why I can praise him. Amen. I don't know it all and never will claim to know it all. Amen. But I know the one that knows it all. Amen. And that's why I need his presence. I need his presence with me. Amen. I must have it. And that's what the Lord is speaking to us as a house and as to a people. He's speaking to me. He said, tell my people that they must have my manifest presence. You can't leave home without it. Amen. You must have it with you all the time. And you can have it. You can have it. But the Lord showed me that it's through uh, you have his grace. You must understand that it's by his grace. And we understand that grace is God's unmerited favor. We understand that. And so when we talk about grace, I interchange it with the word favor. The favor of God. The grace of God. But also we learn uh, in the New Testament that this word grace is the power and the ability. Now, now I'm going to be, I want to just show you something here uh, about this word grace. Because grace comes up on you to do something that you might not necessarily want to do. God graces you to do certain things, amen. God, I'm not a singer, but he graces me to open up my mouth and do it. You hear what I'm saying? Because I ain't, ain't going to let the rocks cry out. I'm going to get my praise on whether y'all like it or not, amen. Hallelujah. But he graces me to do it, you know what I'm saying? I never claimed I was a singer. I ain't took no singing lessons. I'm not going to take any, amen. Nah, nah. I ain't trying to move on the praise and worship team, the leader, the any of that. But God graces us to worship him. He graces us also to walk in his manifest presence because, look, look see, there's, there's uh, how can I say it, that, that uh, we're not perfect enough that we deserve his presence. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying we, we, we can't work hard enough to get his presence. But so he graces us with this. But when we understand that he graces us with this, amen, we desire, we hunger to live right for him because he's been so graceful and kind. And it's the same thing. We got saved by grace. Amen. I mean, you know, it was through grace, amen, and faith, amen. Faith picked up what? Grace gives to us. So we we see here that Moses, and and as we walk through these scriptures here, we're going to find out that Moses said that you said that my grace was with you, with me, with you, uh, your grace was with me, and that you knew me by name. 
He says, because of that, I want you to go with me. I, I need, I want your manifest presence. Moses said, I don't want no angels to go with me. I want you to go with me. Now, last week, we were dealing with this whole thing about our children becoming our successors. Again, I'm not going to rehearse much of this, but it, it was with Elijah and Elijah, and we, we understood that they started off at what? Gilgal, a starting place. Amen. We learned Gilgal was a starting place. Then the next place that the Elijah and Elijah moved to was what? Bethel. Bethel is the house of God. Sonship school. I should give this microphone to y'all. Should be able to do this. Amen. It's been a little while, but y'all should. Have, this is the foundation of sonship. Amen. Uh, uh, going to another level from for, to separation into the supernatural, and this is what the Lord is saying. It's time for us to walk into the supernatural realm of God. It's time to get out. It's time to get off the system and get in the supernatural. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm talking about the system of this world. Amen. To get off of it and to flow in the supernatural manifestation of God. Amen. And so we. We, we, we learned Gilgal. We learned Bethel. Bethel was what? The house of God. Amen. And then we went to Jericho. Jericho was a place of suffering. And then the last place they went, because all along the way, some folks will stop. And I, well, I've come to find out, all along the way, some people are at different places. But all of us, the Lord said, I, I want bread of life. I want them to, look, we at the Jordan, and he wants what? He wants us to cross on over to the Jordan. Because when they crossed on over to the Jordan, it was a place of separation, but it was also a place of supernatural. Amen. They crossed on over into the supernatural. And so many of us, we, we're cuffed. See, it's not that uh, uh, we got hold of the world. For many of us, the world got hold of us. Yeah. But the Lord has said, nah, it's time to stretch. It's time to get on over here into another realm. It's time to walk in the manifest presence of the most high God. I'm here to tell you, it's time to walk in the suit. It's another realm. You know what I'm saying? It's another reality. And until it becomes a reality to you, look, look you'll never, you'll, you'll, it'll never become a reality to anyone around you. So for me and my household, it has to become a reality for me. So that it can become a reality for my household. And that's what the Lord will say here to us, even at the Bread of Life Church. That the supernatural must be uh, 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 the normalcy for us. I'm not talking about being weird and swinging and, and acting the fool. No, I'm talking about walking, amen, in a supernatural manifestation of God's presence. All the time, wherever we go and whatever we do. And we're going to see here, Moses is a type of Christ. Somebody say a type of Christ. Moses was a deliverer of God's people. Uh, was he not? We understand this in the Old Testament. So I'm going to give you some background so that we can get into this thing and move forward here. So we see uh, God and Moses is having some dialogue here. But what had taken place uh, shortly before this uh, in the book of Exodus there, uh, where we're at 33, we started at 11. But verse 1, you see that God speaks to Moses. He says, now take the people. He said, I want you to take the people, and I want you to take them into the land that I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The land flowing with what? Milk and honey. Now, you got to understand, God said, I'm, I'm going to send an angel ahead of you. He said that they're going to deal with the peasant rights, the Hittites, the, all those folks, amen. All, he said, we're going to deal with all of them. And, 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 but he says, but I won't go in the midst of thee because the people are stiff-necked. That's what he said. He said, there's some stiff-necked people. He said, if I go in the midst of them, I'll consume them all. So, 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 so when they heard that the people feared God, the Bible says that God told Moses to tell the people to take off all your ornaments. 
to take off all your ornaments until I determine what I'm going to do with you today. That's what he said. Then Moses, Moses backed off that thing because Mo, Moses, Moses was the type, though, a type of Christ. Moses was at the mindset, look, if you ain't going with me, look, look, these your people that you gave me to deliver. And you talking about sending some angels with me? Look, see what I'm saying? The angel of God would be enough for me to see. But now nah, Moses said, no, nah, I want to see more than angels. I, I, I want your manifest presence. I want you to go with me. And so he's in front of God now saying, God, now, now you done did all of this. Now you still haven't told me who you going to send with me. You sending somebody ahead of me. These folks that you got going with me going to get me killed. Now, now who going with me? That's what he asked. He said, who is going with me? And this is what he did. This is what he did. He got back to the camp. He said, I know what I'm going to do. He took the tent of, 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 of the congregation or the tent of, of the, the tabernacle. Amen. And the word tabernacle, somebody say meeting. meeting. Amen. Amen. Or, or a tent. Somebody say tent. 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 Tabernacle is tent. Yeah. So this was called the tabernacle of the congregation. Yeah. So tabernacle is tent. Somebody say congregation. congregation. It's a place of meeting. Somebody say place of meeting. Place of meeting. Amen. A place of assembly. Yeah. So, so, so the, the, the tabernacle of the congregation was a, a tent of meeting, a tent of assembly. And the, the Bible says that when God talked like that and he told them to talk, he said he took the, the, the tabernacle of the congregation and took it and set it outside the camp. Because the, 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 the presence of God was always in the midst of the camp. But he said, boy, the way God is right now, we're going to take it. We're going to take it out there and put it out there. Then it says this. It says, when any man or woman wanted to go talk to God, they had to go out there to that tent, to the tent of meeting. Amen. To the tent of the tabernacle. And then the Bible says that, that Moses, he rose up and Moses went out there to meet God. And when he went out there to meet God, the Bible says that he came down in a, a pillar of, of a cloud. Amen. A cloudy pillar. And it says he stood. My God, can you see that? See, he, he stood. Amen. He came down as a, as a pillar. See, he manifested himself. And God manifests himself in so many ways. And what I'm saying to you is God said, I'll manifest myself unto you. I'll show myself unto my people. He said, look, look, don't y'all think that's just for the old and the new? No, God said, I'm going to manifest myself unto my people. He desires to do this. And so you got to have a tent. Of the congregation. You hear what I'm saying? You got to have a place that you meet God. You hear what I'm saying? Everybody, that's a prerequisite. If you if you expect for the, the, the manifest presence of God, you got to have a meeting place. Amen. Now, 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 you, now you got to ask yourself right now, do I have a meeting place for God? A place where God and I meet. It could be in your living room. It could be in your closet. It could just be in your car. It could, but do you have a place? You got to have a place that you meet God. Amen. Today, it was, it's, it's in my living room. That's what, the, the living room. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why, Pat, look, you can come to my house. I know I need some new carpet, but you can come to my house. And you can see where my knees are at in the carpet for my place that I spend with God. I'm talking about, like, I ain't bragging on both. I'm just saying, I walked in there one day and said, Lord, honey, what's wrong with the carpet? She said, that's where you at on your knees all the time. <laughs> I got my place. And, Pastor, and, 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 and it's a place. 
that when I'm in that place, it got to see everybody got to know it's your place. So when you in that place, folks ain't gonna mess with you when you in that place because they know you in there with God, man. They know you thinking about something. They know you in there communing with God. And so we all must have a, a, a tabernacle of the congregation. We must all have a, a tent of meeting. We must all have a place that we've consecrated, set aside for us to go meet with God. And this morning I got out of my place and went to another place. Me and Pastor have been uh, Pastor Angela have been walking over there in that park. And, and, and every time I walk in that park, I say, man, something special about this place. I like this. So this morning, the Lord got me up. He said, now, I, don't, I was in the living room in my spot. He said, Look, come, on, yeah, come on, meet me. Come on, meet me out there. I went on up, told Pastor Angela. She said, have fun. Amen. I said, <laughs> see, we're having the battle of the blankets. Amen. <laughs> yeah, 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 have, have fun. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I had already been in my spot, though. I'm just going in and let her know, amen, when that car crank up, amen, I'm, I'm gone. And so I, I went on down there. I went to a, a, a place that I could meet God, a place that I feel like when I go out here, God, you're here. And, and I could just walk all by myself, and God, I can talk to you, and you can talk to me. See, it's a dialogue. Somebody said, not a monologue, but a dialogue. What I'm saying, he had a place, the Bible says God spoke to him, what? Face to face. Now, the Bible tells us that God is a spirit. Amen. And they that worship him must worship him in what? Spirit and truth. The Bible also says that he seeketh such what? To worship him. Those are, so he is a spirit. But you know something? He manifests himself whatever way he wants to. He can show, look, he can show up uh, as a person. He can show up in the cloud and the fire. And so we're going to look at the history of God showing up. Amen. We're going to look at some history there that God has showed up and God wants to show up for us. Now, now, now we see Moses standing in this place. He's standing at it now. Here got the other thing. He stands there and God comes down in the pillar of, of the cloud, the cloudy pillar. He says he comes there and he stands there and he talks to Moses. So him and Moses are talking dialogue. The Bible says at the same time, Everybody else in their tent, when Moses goes over to the tent of meeting to go meet God, all the men, they come out and stand in the front of their tents. You know, they're standing in the front of their tent. And when, and when they see the manifest presence of God come down in the pillar and see them, the Bible said they begin to worship him at, the, at their tent. What you're saying, Pastor, what I'm saying is, see, this is the tent of meeting. This, here, this house right here is the tent of the congregation. This is where we come to assemble ourselves together. And if we come here, you see what I'm saying? This has been consecrated to be God's house. That's why no bingo can be going on in here. You hear what I'm saying? You can't can't just take the house of God and do anything with it. We got to honor the house of God. So his Shekinah glory can come in here and his train can fill the temple. You know what I'm saying? His Shekinah glory can come and fill this place so that the fragrance of the Lord can come in here. Amen. He wants to come and dwell in the midst of us, his people. And when we consecrate and we say, Lord, we know this ain't nothing but brick and mortar. You know what I'm saying? But if this is a, t a place that we have set aside and consecrated to God, this is a place where the Bread of Life Church family are going to come meet you. See, we should, look, look, you should be having an expectation every time you come up in here. It's just a matter of time. He done seen us feel it. Now he get ready to come. He can show up as fire. He can show up as a cloud. He can show up however he wants to show up. But we're going to know he here. 
We're going to know that he is him. This is what this series of messages is about. It's about his manifest presence, that God manifests and reveals himself unto us. And we're going to find out even today, uh, just as a starting place, amen, that, that you have his grace. His grace for what? His grace, amen, for, for him to show up in your life. What I'm saying is begin to have an expectation for his manifest presence. Begin to open up your eyes and see. I'm reminded of the man that was with the prophet and, the, and he couldn't see. The enemy, all he could see was the enemy, amen. But he say he prayed, and he prayed that you would open up his eye. He opened up his spiritual eye, and there was a whole army around the enemy. What I'm saying to you, there's a whole nother realm, and God wants us to begin to walk in that realm. And you're not walking by yourself. You're walking in the manifest presence of God. And so we're going to see this here. We're going to learn this. So I wanted to give you this background here. Now, Moses is at a point now. He wants God. He wants the presence of God to go with him. Somebody say, I want your presence to go with me. Not ahead of me, but with me. I want him to go with me. And this is what he wants to do. He will go with you, amen, not only to this house, to your job, and every other place. I know my sister Cece. I know you're listening to this, Cece. you listen to it this evening or tomorrow, but I want to say bless you, Cece, because I already preached this to her yesterday. Yes, sir, this thing was up on me. She came up. She was over here yesterday. I said, sister, you got to get this message because she, she, she normally works on Sundays, amen? Well, Cece, you're going to get Cece said, Pastor, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Well, praise the Lord, amen? The manifest presence of God. God showed himself. Now, I gave an example of last week uh, for those that were here. I gave an example, and this was the example. If my pastor, Apostle Nate Holcomb, if he walked into this building today, everybody is going to respond differently to him. And your response is going to be based on the degree that you know him. (laughs) Can you relate with that? It's the same thing every Sunday that we come up in here when God... When he manifests himself in here, everybody's going to respond only to the degree that what you know him, that you know him. So that's why everybody, that's why everybody ain't, 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 ain't on one accord because everybody don't know him like you might know him. And it's no condemnation, no put down on anyone by no means. What we're saying is what we should get out of this is, is that God wants us to establish a place with him. I mean, I'm not talking about just the church house, but your tabernacle, your tent of meeting where you can meet with God. And I'm here to tell you, God will be waiting on you sometime. Sometime I go down, man. See, and, and, and not only that, not only that, you got, the, you got the Holy Ghost who is God's personal assistant. Yeah, his, God's personal assistant called the Holy Ghost would say, look, see, because the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of us. You know what I'm saying? And so the Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost would wake you up and say, come on, man. Let's get, look, 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 look. Let's get down here. Not just you, but I want to go too. We, we going down here together. And, and, so, and so God has given us the precious gift of the Holy Spirit, the, the personal assistant of God, to, to bring us into our place. I'm telling you, if you set that place. And you honor God and you, you, you go to that place on a regular basis. The day that your flesh don't want to go, amen, the Holy Ghost is going to say, boy, you better get down there. The Holy Ghost said, get on down here, man. And it's going to be something that's going to draw you to that place. It'll be the Holy Spirit on the inside of you wanting to go meet with God. And you're the spirit of you, your spirit of man, your spirit will want to meet with God, amen. So, 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 we, so we're going to talk about the history 
of it. Amen. We're going to deal with the history uh, at the start. here. I want us to see some things here uh, uh, because uh, Moses, I'm telling you, boy, Moses was bad. But God has been showing himself strong unto his people from the beginning of time. From the beginning of time. Now, let, let, let me say these things until you hear. This word manifest, I, I looked it up in the dictionary. It means obvious, to show something clear, to appear or to be revealed. So when we talk about the manifest presence, his manifest presence, we're talking about that he's going to show himself unto us. He's going to reveal himself. He's going to appear. He's going to show himself. It's going to be clear. You're going to know, but know, but know is God. Now, now I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to give you this example. There's a gentleman uh, named uh, General Villa, V-I-A. V, v is his name, V-I-A. I like to call him Villa, but General Villa. And he just got promoted to a four-star general. And, and what's so special about him, he is the first uh, 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 signal. I know this might not mean anything to any of y'all guys, but it means something to me, okay? <laughs> but you, you'll get what I'm talking about okay, here shortly. You'll get, it's going to be a little slow, but you'll get in on it sooner or later. Uh, but he just got promoted. Now, let me tell you how good God is. And I know he is a man of faith. I don't know him personally, but I looked up some stuff on him. And boy, I seen that he was a man of faith. And I said, boy, it's got to be so. But um, this is what happened. General Villa just got promoted to four-star general. Now, you got to understand, he is a communications officer. Somebody said communications. Now, communications in the military is what, and I was a communications guy. Communications in the military is what you call combat support. Now, 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 combat is artillery, infantry. They're the front line guys. I was in combat support, which I really loved. Amen. I, I didn't want to be out there. No, no, no. But I had to promote them. But many times I was out on the front line with them because I supported them with communications. You know what I'm So I was combat support. Then there's combat service support. That's some boys that's way back here in the rear. They got the bullets. They got the food. They got out the water. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so they, they, they rarely go to the front line. Usually what happens is the folks on the front line, they run out of beans and bullets. They have what they call these, these they run, they, they drive trucks back to pick up the food, the mail, and all of that and come back to the front line. So what I'm saying to you, the folks that normally make the four-star generals and all of that are usually the folks that are in the combat the combat, the infantry, the artillery, the, the frontline folk, you know what I'm saying? Those are the usually the guys that rise up to be over uh, all the army, all the marines. They're combat people. The combat service support people or the combat support people, being an officer in there, you can usually only rise to a three-star general. And the highest you can get is four-star. But because of what you do in the army, you, it, it can only bring you so far. But this General Revere, I'm telling you, he is the first signal officer in the military to get a four-star general. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is he moved beyond the, the, the rank of the three-star. I'm t- what I'm saying is, look, 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 he's the first to do it. I mean, it don't look like on paper that he's supposed to do it. But they talked about, man, they talked about, I was reading about, I said, oh, man, this boy bad. Now, then my brother said, I didn't investigate this. Now, I'm out of the military. I want y'all to understand that. Been out for some time, and I ain't keeping up with the military. Y'all need to understand that. But my brother called me and, and, and let me in on this. So my brother works at Fort Leavenworth. He's still in the military at the reserves. And he says, this, I'm, and I'm saying this with you to show you how important the presence of the Lord is. And my brother told me, he said, man, this is a man of God. My brother said he was just happening to be at work the other day. He did not know that General V, he didn't even know him, didn't even know he was going to be on site. But Leavenworth is the place where all the general officers, where everybody's being trained, is Leavenworth. It's all the, the officers in the military. They go to Leavenworth. You got to go to Leavenworth four or five times in your career. And so my brother was saying he was going out somewhere, and he seen this, he was walking. 
he was walking, and say General Ville was over here, he was walking, and he didn't see him, but he felt something. And my brother says, the, the Spirit of the Lord told him to look over there. And you know what my brother told me? He said, he, he, I'm telling you, he, he, he rushed to call me. He said, man, let me tell you what I seen. He didn't know who it was at first. Let me tell you what he seen. He says, man, I just seen this man. I didn't know who he was. And when I looked up, the Lord told me to look over there after him and where he was at. He felt him. He sensed him. He looked over there where he's at. And what my brother said he sensed was the presence of the Lord. Yes, it had nothing to do with the general. Right. You hear what I'm saying? Let, let's, let's, yeah. what, what I'm saying is it don't have nothing to do with the four stars. It had everything to do with the presence of the Lord. Yeah. My brother's over here. He said he sensed the presence of the Lord. My brother said when he looked around, he said, man, I seen an angel with a sword in his hand over this guy. Walking over this guy. Walking with the general, over the general, the general just moving, the general doing his thing. My brother said, I felt the manifest presence of God. And the, and, and, and the, and the Lord, Lord told him to look over there, and he said, man, I seen an angel. I mean, and he said, I seen, a, I seen an angel with a sword drawn over him, like just, just, just over him. Amen? Oh, my God. And so, so that's what led me to say, let me go check out General Reveal here. Because if you send an angel with a sword, look at it, look, look, this brother got to love the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And sure enough, I went, ran him down, George. I went, you know, that internet tell you everything. This is General V. This, 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 and he's at Huntsville, Alabama. And my brother went and did some work. My brother didn't know who it was. He said, let me go find out who it was. And they, they found out General Revere was, was on the installation that day. And that's exactly who that was. And what I'm saying unto you, I'm telling you, I'm giving you kind of something in the end that I'm giving you at the beginning. That when the manifest presence of God is on your life, people would know it. You, you want to know why? This is, this is what I'm giving. I'm, I'm working this thing from the back to the front. This is what Moses said. Moses said, well, how will people know that your favor is on us if you don't go with us, if your presence don't go with us? And then he said, and how? Will we be distinguished or separated from everybody else, every other nation in the land, if your presence don't go with us? What I'm saying, when you have the presence of God on you, people are going to know. It separates you, amen. I'm telling you, it distinguishes you. We want the manifest presence of God in the house, on the house, on the people of the house. So wherever you go, people are going to look, look, somebody, see, and other people, see, not only it bears witness with the world. And it also bears witness with the people of God. Oh, yes, sir. When you got the manifest presence of God on you, they'll, they'll say this, that they'll, they'll, they'll see things. And the world, the world will know there's just something about you. Yes, some, this, see, the world will be singing it. See how we sing it for God? This is how the world will be singing. So easy to love Kim. So easy to love Charles. You know why? Because the presence of God yes. is in their life. And the so, same God, amen, that is so easy for us to love is the same God that's not only in you but traveling with you. And, and people can't help but to love you. See, the Lord showed me this. He said, look, when you got the manifest presence, one or two things going to happen. People are either going to be drawn from you or people going to hate you. <laughs> you need to hear this. Uh, you need to hear it because God ain't called us to mix in with the world. Oh, y'all need to hear this thing. He ain't called us to, to, to mix in. Now, he said, you know, be ye separated. Come ye out from them, amongst them. And what I'm saying is you might be in the midst of them, but you ain't with them. And I'm telling you, man, he'll put that thing on you, brother, and they'll know oil and water don't mix. You know what I'm saying? It don't mix. 
We don't mix with this world, amen? And when you got the manifest presence of God up on you, I'm telling you, man, this is the way that God will be rolling in and around you, amen? In you and around you. So let's look here uh, at some things. I want to show you some, the history of his presence. Oh, Pastor Angela, let me get down here and get these things here. Hallelujah. Thank you, man. The history of his presence. Uh, I want us to look at some scriptures here because we're going we're gonna to get back to this text. But I want us to look at a few things. Go over to Adam's, uh, Adam, amen, Genesis 3 and 8. <laughs> That's where Adam is, over in Genesis. <laughs> Go to Adam. <laughs> Genesis 3 and 8. Hold your place where we're at. We're coming right back there. Genesis 3 and 8. We want to look at the history of his presence. Amen. Oh, yeah, we're going to get this thing, man. Yes, sir. As, 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 the, as the minister already done proclaimed, it's different. It's different. It's different going forward. It's never going to be the same again in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I thank God for those that are going on vacation. I know we got uh, pray for Mother Jessie. She had a death in her family. She'd have been to Puerto Rico and, and Columbus and some other places, but she had a death in her family. Uh, there was a, a major car wreck last week. I mean, that's a lot been going on in her family. We, we pray that we see her back in the house. Amen. On next Sunday. Amen. But I praise God that when anybody go on vacation, that you come back to here and you say, boy, Jesus is still Lord of the bread of life. I tell you, you, you got to know, you got to know that. Amen. You got to know that God is going to be God. You, you, you know, we did that with the prodigal son. Amen. You know, the prodigal son, uh, where the elder brother had to make up his mind. The party going to go on with you or without you. Amen. Hallelujah. But we want everybody to be in the party. Amen. Everybody to be in the river. Amen. Somebody said, jump in the river. This is what the Lord is saying. Get in the river. It's time to flow with God. It's time to flow in the manifest presence of God. Are uh, you at Genesis chapter, what we say? Three and uh, verse eight. I want you to see this. Well, I want to look at the history of his presence. Uh, three and eight, it says, and they heard the voice of God. Now, you know the story here. Adam and Eve are in the garden, and you know what happened. Uh, uh, Eve got uh, beguiled by the, uh, the snake, and she convinced her husband to take of, uh, of, of the apple, of whatever it was, one of the apple, of the fruit, amen, of that tree, and he partook of it, and now they were naked, amen. It says that they were naked. Look at, pick up in verse eight, and they heard the voice of what? The Lord God. Where? Walking in the garden and what? In the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from what? The presence of the Lord God amongst what? The trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I what? Heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. Now I want you to know that God will come down for discipline. <laughs> he'll come down for discipline and he came he came down to discipline adam and eve and also that old slick sucker with the with the gator suit on you know what i'm saying the devil he came down and, and dealt with all three of them but he will come down somebody say god will come down i'm talking about the history of his manifest presence he'll come down to discipline and he came down to discipline now, now we said now god is a spirit and it's interesting here they didn't see him but they heard him we say we heard your voice what your voice doing what walking so if he were walking he had to have some legs with him or something if he knew they were walking but they didn't see him but they what they heard him and i know this would be true because i've been walking over there in that park and i hear people before i see people oh my god yes sir you get up in there in that park man i'm you deep down in there man and i can and pastor angela know pastor angela, we be walking side side said pastor angela, get in front of me here comes someone i can hear them and he said he heard God. 
God came down looking for him. Amen. Because sin done entered into man's life. And God said, I got to go down here and get this thing straight. So God came down to do what? Discipline. Amen. He comes down and he manifests and he shows himself unto us. So he come down here and he showed himself unto Adam and them. He says, Adam, where art thou? And Adam here hiding. And then Adam said, well, why? He asked him, why you hiding? He said, because we naked. Who told you you were naked? Amen. But God came down. God manifests his presence. So he'll manifest his presence to discipline us. Will it not? We see this. I don't, I don't have, I just want you to study this in your time. And the notes will be out there. Turn over to Genesis 18. Genesis 18 to 21. This is, uh, 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 this is uh, when God was getting ready to deal with Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, 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 18. Genesis 18 uh, verse, uh, look at verse 20. Genesis 18 and 20. When you uh, get there, say amen. amen. Now, what has 18 and 20, Genesis, what had taken place here, you know that uh, uh, God is getting ready to move over there on Sodom and Gomorrah there, and uh, he's getting ready basically to destroy the place. Somebody say God comes down. Not only to discipline, but he come down to destroy. Oh, my God. I need that presence with me. I don't need you to destroy me, but I need you to destroy everything. I'm, look, look, I'm, look, I want your presence. Why? I ain't want to be on the other side of that. Amen. I don't want to be on the other side of the, the, of the Lord. See, because you got to understand, you're going to run with somebody. Oh, yeah, you're running with somebody. You got to know who you're, yeah, you, you running, you down with somebody. You got to know who you down with. I'm here to tell you, we're going to be down with his presence. I don't want nothing less. Then his presence. Then his, I want to be like Moses. God, you ain't told me. Who you sending with me, God? I know you're talking about you sending the angel ahead and you're mad at these people that you're leading me. Who you going to send with me? Matter of fact, God, I ain't going nowhere unless you go with me. I mean, that's, you got to have a doggone attitude. Lord, I'm not going, I'm not doing anything unless you're going with me. You got to be with me, Lord, because I know you bad, God. You a bad, God. I don't want to be on the other side of you because you come down to discipline and you also come down to destroy. And we know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Look what he says here. He goes down. Let's pick it up in, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, 16. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord God says, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? See, 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 when you spend time with God, when you in his presence, see, God can't hide stuff from you. He getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, and Lot is down there in his family, who is kin to him. Lord, God said, now can I, can, can Shall I hide this from Abraham? He didn't want to do that thing. When you got the presence of God with you, he ain't trying to hide anything from you. He's trying to keep you in on it. He's trying to reveal something to it. And so when God reveals himself, when he comes to the house, he's coming to show us things. When he manifests himself in the house, he comes to show us things. To reveal things unto us. See, he don't always come just to discipline and destroy, but he has to do that too. That's the type of God that he is. He, he, he will destroy. He will discipline when he has to. He, he don't want to do that. He's a loving, caring, sharing Heavenly Father. But, but, but if I get in a place, amen, where I'm just serving the devil, I pray that the Lord thy God will come down and show himself unto me and say, son, I love you. Get your act together. Clean yourself off and you better come on and serve the Lord. I'd rather have that than to serve life in eternal damnation that God didn't show himself unto me. 
But that's how much he loves us that he will show himself unto us. And so we see him that, that uh, let's pick up here in verse 17. He says, and the Lord says, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. He had already told Abraham that you will be a father of many nations. And he said, no, I can't hide this from him. Look at verse 19. For I know him. You hear that? God said, what? I know him. For I know him and that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he what has spoken of. Now look at verse 20. And the Lord said because the cry, somebody say the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous, I will what? Go down. When? He said I'm getting ready to step down there right now. He said, this thing done come up in my nostrils as stench. And I'm getting, he said, the sin is grievous down there. I'm telling you, and the only, the only righteous folks was Lot and his family. And then you know Abraham gets in the thing with him. He said, God, look, Lord God, if it's, if it's 10 right, 50 right, they break it all the way down to five or something. And them, them, all them didn't even remain righteous. And God spared them. God said, get yourself out of here. But what I'm saying to you, that not only does God come down in his manifest presence uh, to discipline, but he will come down to destroy. And he had to do that. He had to come down and he destroyed that place. But what did he do? He saved the righteous out of it. You hear what I'm saying? He'll come and, he'll come and destroy the place. But those that, that walk in his presence, those that love him, he'll save them out of the situation. Amen. Sometimes God need to come down and destroy some things around us. You know what I'm saying? See, when you're walking in his presence, he disciplines things around you. He destroys things around you. Amen. So you can do. See, because the Bible said he come to give you what? Rest. Oh, my God. When, look, when the manifest presence comes, there is no longer faith operating. There's no, there is no longer anointing operating. There is a manifest presence of God. What I'm saying, it takes faith and the anointing for God to come. But when he shows up, he said, I come to give you rest. Oh, it's no more working two or three jobs. Yeah, yeah, I give you rest. Cause my presence has showed up. I'm operating and manifesting in your life. Oh my God. When he shows up, it's time to rest. That's what he says. He told him, he said, he said, look, your favor is with me and I know your name and I'm going to give you rest. My presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. So when the manifest presence comes, oh, there's no more time for any flyers. Oh, you hear me? Now? There's no more time for any, any door hangers and any fly. When the manifest presence shows up, God said, I'm going to do it. They're going to hear what's going on down there. They're going to see the manifest presence on the people of God. They're going to ask you, what church do you go to? You ain't going to have to give them anything because they're going to see the manifest presence of God on your life. Oh, yeah, that's how it's going to happen. See, because God going to get the glory. You hear what I'm saying? He going to get the glory. We going to tell the story, but he going to get the glory. We going to say it was nothing but his presence. Nothing but the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so look what the Lord says here. He says, 21, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it. Do you know sin puts off a noise? It puts, it puts off a, it puts off a noise. It puts off a sound. That's what sin does. It puts off a sound. It's the same way salvation puts off a sound. That all of heaven rejoices when one is saved. And it puts off a stench. You remember, and we, we may go over there, but you remember the, the whole thing with, uh, uh, with Moses. When Moses went up to see God up on the mountain, you know what would happen. 
They told Aaron, they said, Aaron, go make us a God that's going to lead us now because uh, Moses, we, we don't know what to happen to Moses. Moses up there with God. Moses up there in the manifest presence of God and fire and everything going on up there on the top of the thing. He up there with God. And you know what happened? He come down and he tears up the plates. You know, he, he, he just throws them down there at the foot of the thing. He said, y'all done went foolish. Now, I'm telling you, sin puts off a sign. Well, how you know that, Pastor? The, the Bible says when they were up there coming down the mountain, the Bible says, man, it says that Joshua said, I hear a sound down there. He says, it sounds like a sound of victory or a sound of war. And, and, and Moses corrects Moses, no, nah, it ain't no victory down there. That don't sound right what's going on down there. And matter of fact, let me tell you how it really puts off a sound because they heard that with their ear. God told Moses, get your act together and get down there because they don't went plum food. They don't went plum food down there. You better get your stuff together and get on down there. The Bible said they what? They rose up and played. They, they made them another God and they rose up and played instead of prayed. <laughs> that's the difference because you if you read that thing on out the bible this is what the bible says when 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 joshua was standing in in front of that the bible says the people rose up and prayed and before that they rose up and played you know what i'm saying i'm telling when the manifest presence of god is around you won't rise up to play you'll rise up to pray you will rise up to pray. It will cause you to do, amen, what you don't want to do because you've been graced by God. He's graced you. Yo, he's given you his grace that you may walk in this manifest presence. And I'm telling everyone here today, amen, don't you desire nothing short of walking in his manifest presence. Oh, because he's going to come down. And when he come down, you got to ask yourself, what team is he on? Is he on my side or that side? You remember when uh, they were going up into Jericho? Amen. They were getting ready to run up in there. And, 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 and I think what Joshua ran up on that angel. And Joshua asked the angel. It was, it, was a mental, it was a theophany of God. You know what I'm saying? It was an angel that had a soul. Amen. And he showed up and he said, look. And he asked him, he says, are you on our side? He says, I'm the captain of the Lord of hosts. That's what he said. He said, no, I ain't on your side. I'm on the Lord's side. And what he was saying, well, if you on the Lord's side, I'm with you. But, but you need to know I'm on the Lord's side. So if you with the Lord, brother, look, I'm here to show up. And God will manifest his presence. I'm telling you. Sometimes he does it through angels. And he's done it. Just think about when the first time he met Moses. When he met Moses, the first time he met Moses, this is what he said. And this is what I've been trying to get to for the longest. But this is what he said. This is what God said. God said, I heard the cry of my people in Egypt. They were being, they were being taken advantage of. They were being doing all of that. And the Lord had to come down. The Lord said, and he come down, but he didn't come down in this manifest presence of himself. He came down in the form of the angel. And what happened? The Bible says that Moses was walking one day. And what happened? The, the, the tree, the bush was on fire. The bush was on fire. It was, it was on fire, but it was not being consumed. And then the Bible said the angel of the Lord manifested itself. And then, then Moses went by and he looked at it. And then the Bible says that when he turned around and looked at it and God seen him look at that bush, the Bible said then God began to speak to him. He speak to him, but he, that, that, it was an angel down there. And these angels, and so God, God is powerful. God can send angels. Just like when my brother was seeing that angel, that was an angel of protection on that general. And I'm going to tell you, God just don't anoint generals. It ain't had nothing to do with the stars. You hear what I'm saying? See, the world would tell us it has everything to do with the stars. It has everything to do with the title. It has everything to do with the education. Nah, God anoints his people. You hear what I'm saying? 
He, he anoints the heart of a man. He, he, he brings his presence on someone that loves him. Amen. That spends time with him. There is no shortcut. Amen. You can go get all the other stuff you want to think you in favor with God. There is no shortcut. Now you got to spend some time with him. You got to build your tent of tabernacle. You got to go in that thing. You got to spend some time with him. Oh, ain't no shortcut. Ain't no shortcut to it. No, no, not to his manifest presence. Thank God for faith. Thank God that I'm anointed. Amen. But I want more than that. I want the presence. Look, I just don't want to preach a good preach a sing a good song. I want the manifest presence of God. When I show up, he shows up with me. And I ain't got to do no work. All I got to do is prepare myself and step on into it. God, you be God and do what you need to do. See, when the manifest presence shows up, he does the healing. (laughs) He does the saving. He does the deliverance. He does everything that needs to be done. And so we must desire the manifest presence of God so that when the people come in, because when they come in, when the people come in like a flood, we ain't going to be enough for us to do what needs to be done. It's going to take the manifest presence of God to do everything that needs to be done. We ain't going to have enough counseling hours. We ain't going to have enough of this and enough of that. But God said, let my manifest presence show up and I'll give you rest. All y'all going to be able to do is just shake your head and say, boy, so easy to love him. Oh, my God. Because he's marvelous. So we see here that he shows up. He shows up to discipline. He shows up to destroy. And in the account that he shows up here for Moses He comes to direct and to deliver. He comes to deliver his people. The manifest presence, he showed up and he used Moses through the presence to deliver the people. Do you know that boy had to be bold to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go? Moses said, well, I can't even talk. Moses had all kind of kids. And Moses was there. I can't even talk. I got to speak to an impediment. You You want me to go tell? You could go talk to Pharaoh? He said, now, now, when you go, when I go, who now they, when they ask, because he said, not only am I afraid of Pharaoh, I got to go to your people. And I done, and look, 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 and, and I done messed up. I done, I done killed one of my people and all that. And you sending me to go to them? See what I'm saying? But you ain't going to never be qualified for his presence. You have his grace. Oh, you ain't going to never be, you ain't going to never get qualified. Oh, no, no, no. It's just because of his grace. It's because he's wonderful. He's marvelous. It's because of his grace. And step, we need to step on in this grace. I'm telling you, man. It's because of his grace. And he says, Jesus, t- I mean, uh, 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 God tells him, he says, I found, you have found grace in my sight. And I know your name. And I'm going to go with you. I'm gonna, my presence will go with you. And I'm going to give you some rest. But I believe that brother had that favor because he had that tent over there. He honored God. He honored God. Pastor Angela said, look, she, she, Pastor Angela's the prophet. She said, don't you let that be. Nah, it ain't, nah, it ain't free. It's going to cost you something. <laughs> she said, boy, don't, don't, don't leave that cliffhanger there. Nah, you got to spend some time with God. You got to spend some time with God. And the Lord showed me, we so busy doing the work, and the work is taking us away from spending time with him. <laughs> he said, you spend time with me, I take care of the work. I give you rest. Oh, my God. See, what he told me, he said, the people of God, tell the people of God they got to learn how to be patient. And tell them they can't get ahead of me. They got to learn how to be patient. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, now they that humble themselves up under the mighty hand of God. In due season, I will exalt them. See, he is the one exalt. See, if we self-exalt ourselves, that's pride. 
and, 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 and pride is before a fall. You know what I'm saying? So if you go up in pride, you're getting ready to be coming back down, tumbling, amen, tickling and tumbling and fumbling on the way back down. But he says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. You know what I'm saying? They shall run, amen. They shall walk and not grow faint. But I'm telling you, the Lord is telling me, he said, tell my people, it's the manifest presence. The, to desire my manifest, not only to desire, let them know that I want them to have it. That they've found favor in my sight. Favor in my sight. And I desire you to have it. See that it comes to discipline, it comes to destroy, it comes to deliver. And it also comes to direct. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go to the scripture, but I'm going to give you this story. You know it. The mountain of transfiguration. <laughs> you remember when the Bible says that Jesus Christ took them up to a mountain to take them apart. Peter, James, and John. And you know what happened? That little smart Peter got up there. I'm telling you, you always got to have your Peter in the crowd. Peter got up there, and Peter seen what was going on. And Peter seen Moses, amen, and he seen Elijah. Moses represented the law. Elijah represented the prophets. And Jesus Christ represented the new covenant, amen, where we were going. The apostles, amen, the, the land of a new foundation. He, he, that's what he represented, right? And then you know what they said. You know what Peter said. Peter said, it, number one, is it good for us to be here? That's the first thing he had. And then number two, he said, now let me build, let us build three tabernacles. We're going to build one for Moses and Elijah. You know, Moses and Elijah, that was, you know, we're going to build one for Moses, we're going to build one for Elijah, and we're going to build one for Jesus. Right about that time, all the time stopped. You hear what I'm saying? The Bible says a cloud came out from above. You know what I'm saying? It came down. That cloud came down. It came down there, man. And, 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 and he came in place. Amen. And he pretty much said, stop. And, he, and, he, and Jesus, I mean, God spoke up. He come down in a pillar of a cloud. He, he, somebody said he came down. He came down to do what? To direct. He came down to direct because Peter got ready to mess something up. He come down, amen, and the Bible says that he says, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him, not them, him, amen. Hear ye him. See, the presence will direct you, man, because there's a lot of voices talking now and then. We're trying to put everybody with Jesus. We're trying to mix all this philosophy and all this stuff together. We're trying to mix it all together. God said, no, separate it. You got to separate it. It's just like when they were over in Athens, when they were building all those things, and Paul had to go in there and tell them, this is the, this is the, uh, uh, the altar of the unknown God. And he had to tell them that the unknown God was God Almighty. In him, we live, we move, and we have our being. That's what Paul said. And when you got the presence in him, we live, we move, and we have our being in the manifest presence of God. Now, this thing gets interesting here because since we've seen God come down in a pillar, because that's one way he showed himself in a cloud. That's one way. That ain't the only way. He'll come in fire. He'll come in the fragrance. We're going to deal with some of this. He'll come. I'm telling you, there have been times that I have preached in this house, and I would smell a fragrance like wine up in here. And I had to learn and understand, boy, it was the, that was the presence of God. Um, the presence of God up in here. He'll come sometime in a smell. He'll come. It'll be a sweet smell. A sweet smell will be rolling in. It'll be the Lord thy God. What I'm saying is God said, y'all got to understand when my presence show up. Because just as they did when he showed up with Moses, we got to do the same thing when he come in the house. We got to know how to bow down. We got to know how to honor his presence. Amen. 
Oh, God. See, see, this is the key to it. As long as you got your, his presence with you, you'll never be prideful. You'll always be humbled when the presence of God is with you. As long as you keep the presence with you, it keeps you humble, man. You can't rise up in pride with the presence with you. You got to always want the presence with you. I always want because it keeps you humble. It keeps you from being prideful. The presence of the most high God. Now, 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 let's just look at a couple more things before we move here. We ain't even got off a of part one. I'm talking about the history. I mean, the history of his presence. Now, now, let's deal with this here. You remember when uh, 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 God, he had to come down one time. He had to get Moses and he had to get Aaron and Miriam. You remember that? He had to get all three of them. This is what he did. Now, 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 they talking about Moses. This is what they said. How, how, how does Moses speak just to, to y'all guys? I mean, how did God, 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 why? They told Moses, God speak to us, and he speak to us too. Boy, they, they, they were starting to break bad on Moses, his sister, and his brother. Breaking bad. I'm telling you, boy, God will do something. When you got the manifest presence, he'll take care of your family members. I'm talking about those that don't want to trust him, those that might want to pick at you, those that are, are, are looking at you and say, well, who he think he is? Well, no, nah, I'm, I'm down with the presence of God. I don't care who it identifies me with or separates me from. I'm going with God. And see, and, and so his sister and brother said, now, who did he think he is? God speak to us too. And Moses did, just like he speak to Moses, he could speak to us. Now, God, God, the Bible says, uh-oh, time stopped again. The Bible says uh, he come down in a pillar of a cloud, and he called all three of them on the carpet. He says, Aaron, Miriam, and Moses, come here. And he got them on the carpet. And he said, let me tell y'all two smartest something right here. He said, I, I speak to the, the prophets in, in, uh, in dreams and in visions, but my man Moses... And then on that, he called him the meekest man on the earth. My man Moses, I talked to him face to face. Not only he said, mouth to mouth is how I speak to Moses. And he said, I'm getting ready to deal with you, Miriam. And he put leprous up on Miriam. He said, get your stuff over there, girl. I'm putting you there. And when you get leprous on you, you're like, get outside the camp. Get on outside the camp. I'm talking about the manifest presence of God. And that's what we want to walk up under. What you saying, Pastor? Folk picking on you? You talking about bullying? Shoot, man, God, I come down. Look, look, he'll deal with the bully. Yeah, so he'll deal with the bully. He'll come down and get the bully straight. <laughs> he'll learn that that bully, I believe Marion didn't open her mouth another time. She didn't put her, man, her mouth on her brother, not one other time. And Moses was loving. Moses didn't want her to get taken out. Moses was loving of her. He loved her. Amen. He loved her. Amen. I'm not going to be with you so too much longer, okay? Not too much longer. So we see here the history. Somebody say the history of his presence. Now, do you think that he would show himself like that all this time and not show himself like that today? How about Paul, a Saul of Tarsus in the New Testament, riding on his high horse? Beating the, beating the people of God, locking them up and doing all of that. And the Bible says that the heavens open up and a light shone down and knocked him off of his horse. And then, it was, and then he looked at him and said, Lord, is it you? 
And yeah, and then he asked him, he said, man, don't you know that you are, are kicking against the pricks? And the pricks is the established order of God. You come, you, you kicking against my established and divine order, Saul. And he come down there and he manifested himself in a light to him and showed himself, amen. And then he spoke to the, to the man over there in the house. He said, go get him. He said, I'm going to blind him. And you take." And he spoke to the other guy over in the house. He said, look, I'm going to fill him with my Holy Ghost and go out. I'm going to use him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did, did, have anyone had their head-on collision with God yet? Yeah. Has anyone, ha- have you had your, your head-on? See, in a head-on, somebody die. Yeah. See, and that's what, see, in this walk with God, you got to have your head-on collision. You, you got to have your collision with God. You got to know that he is God Almighty. You got to know that he gave you Savior. You got to know that he gave you the Holy Ghost. You got to know that he is God of the heavens and also the earth. And sooner or later, this is how much God loves you. You can live how you want to live all you want to, but sooner or later, you're going to have the head on collision. And I want mine to be with him than with another car. You hear what I'm saying? I want mine to be with him. I want him to come down and to come into my life. And so what I'm saying to you, now that he is coming in your life, he wants to remain in your life. He don't want to be there as, as part, how you say it, uh, uh, Charles? You, you, we don't want him when we just need him. Now, how you say that today? When, uh, it's, better, it's better to... to Not when you just need him. Now, now you, you here, you, you didn't pray for him because just you needed him. You pray for now because cause you wanted to, amen? And that's what we want in our lives here. That's what we want in our lives here. So we understand here. Amen to history. Do we not? The history. The history. I know I'm not going to be able to get all this in today. I know I'm not going to be able to get all this in today. But I want to close with this. I'm going to close with this right here. I want y'all to understand this. We talked about the history. But there must be a hunger. You got to have a hunger for this thing, man. I said earlier, they that hunger... And thirst for righteousness shall be filled. There has to be a hunger. We, we know the history of him. But now that I know the history of his goodness and his mercy and his direction, his deliverance, his discipline, all of that, that when I know all that about God, I want to hunger for a God that's like that. A father. He's a loving, caring, chevrolet father. And he wants you to have him because it's by his grace. He wants to manifest and show himself unto you, Jason, in a way that you've never known him and never seen him before. He wants to do that. But you've got to have a hunger for this thing. Can you handle the rodeo burger? Y'all remember that commercial? I think it was Burger King that had that. Can you handle the rodeo burger? Not can you handle the manifest presence of God? What I'm saying, yeah, 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 it not, it, this don't take, you know what I'm saying, this takes someone that hungers and thirsts for the righteousness of God. This is someone that, 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 that say, I got to have his presence. And that's one thing that Moses had. Moses had a hunger for him. Moses said, I, I, I hear it that you say you're going to send the angels with me. But if I have found favor in your sight, grace, if I have found grace in your sight, and if you know me by name, I want you to go with me. And then God said this. God said, he said, because I have seen, found favor with you, and I do know you by name, he says, I'm going to go with you. And right on the back side of that, he asked him again, if you don't go with us, we're not going up. Didn't I just tell you I'm going to go with you? You see the hunger? He didn't even want to give God an opportunity to change his mind. Don't, Don't even change your mind. 
I want you to go with me. And we know what happens. We know what happens. He tells him. He tells him, I'm going to go with you. But there must be a hunger. There must be a hunger. Amen, a hunger. And let me go and take you to honor since we're here, okay? Y'all, don't you, don't you leave on me. I'm two minutes. Can I get two minutes? Can I get two minutes? Can I get three minutes? Just give me three. All right, we're going to work with it. Can you give God five minutes? I ain't talking about the preacher. I'm talking about can you give the manifest presence five minutes? You hear what I'm saying? See, see, we'll come up in the house of God and we'll put God on a time schedule. You get to be out of your mind. You got to be out of your mind. Think about that. The man of the, the God. See, not only do we honor God, we won't even honor the man of God. Well, who he think he is? Preaching over 45, 50 minutes. Who did he think he is? Now, I'm going to teach the house about honoring the man of God. I got to teach you something. Amen. I'm going to teach this house about how to honor God's house, how to honor the man of God. I thank God. There's some people already got it, but there's some people ain't even got a clue. And see, and you won't, and if you don't have a clue, you'll never receive what I got for you. And what I got, I got it from him. Now you can stay where you want to stay, but look, the party going to go on with you or without you. And we going, we going with God. We going with God up in this house. And so we see here, we see the history of it. Amen. We, we see the history of it, did we not? What was the second thing I said? Not only the history, the what? The, the hunger of it. And the last thing is the honor of it. The honor of his presence. What are you saying, Pastor? This is what he's saying. I've already said I said it at the beginning to say it at the end. I'm just going to repeat it so you can take it out of here. He said, now, if you don't go with us, how are the people going to know that we have found favor in thy sight if you don't go with us? And then he took it to another thing. He said, not only that, how will we be distinguished or separated from all the other nations of the earth if you don't go with us? See, this is the honor that we have. I'm going to end with this story. This time I'm going to go out of here. My brother, him and I were talking, and he was telling me about the story about, Pastor, uh, about General V. And I've se- I shared this story with y'all guys, but I want you to catch this because I'm sharing these things, and, 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 and these things have happened in my life. I've been in restaurants where people will come up and say, man, you, you, you got to be a man of God. You, you, you don't experience it. We don't experience this thing. I'm saying we don't want this to brag and boast. It's only a, a sign that God is with me. This is how David said. He said, take not thy Holy Spirit away from me. Amen. Because he has sinned against God. He said, God created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. And then he said, cast not thy presence from me. Take not thy Holy Spirit away from me. He he wanted the presence of God because David knew if he didn't have the presence of God that he was going to be destroyed. And thank God for the prophet Nathan coming to him and telling him about his life. I'm going to end with this story here. Uh, This is a story that my brother was in a restaurant one time. (laughs) He was in a restaurant. They were standing in line. This is is the manifest presence of God. And this is the honor of God. He said they were standing in in, in the line. It was just him and his wife. Him and his wife and the kids, the three kids, they all sit in the line. My brother said, you know, he won't dress in a particular way. They're just standing there. They're in the buffet line. Amen. Get something to eat. And he says, a guy come up to him and say, man, are you a doctor? Are you a lawyer? You see how the world identify with us? Why, why can't we just be a man of God? You hear what I'm saying? Are you, you, you somebody important or famous? You a doctor or a lawyer? And it was the presence that was on him. And this is what the guy said. The guy said, sir, I don't know who you are. He says, but th- he said, I want you to know this. He said, when you come in, you and your family, 
I had my hat on backwards on my head. He said, whatever was on you made me turn my hat around. You hear what I'm saying? They weren't honoring my brother. They were honoring the presence of God. And I'm telling you, brother, when the, when, the, when the manifest presence is in your life and when he's walking with you, that's why Moses said, I don't want to go up unless you're going with me. See, he goes down. He comes down to do what? Take us up. Oh, my God. He comes down to take us up. And when we're going up with him, boy, people are going to send us. They're going to see us a sin. They're going to be looking and saying, what in the world going on? He ain't working two or three jobs. He ain't doing this. That. What, what, what's going on over there? The manifest presence of God. It's the favor of the most high God. It's the rest. I'm just resting in God and looking at God, do what it do. And I'm honoring God. I'm honoring God. I'm honoring his house. I'm honoring the man of God. I'm honoring my brother and sister in Christ. I'm honoring my mother. I'm honoring my father. I'm honoring my wife. I'm honoring. And the way I honor is I stay in his presence because he's going to make me honor. I can't honor unless I'm in his presence. And when we honor him, they going to honor us. Hallelujah. Would you close your Bibles, put your hands together, and give them some praise. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. We're closing now. Oh.